Listen to this episode so that you can use constructive criticism. Let's do it. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven. Let's get it popping. So constructive criticism, what is that? Constructive criticism is what you don't want to hear, but what you need to hear. Ain't that right? That's for sure, because you really need to try and get better. And a lot of times we're not as honest with ourselves as we are. Sometimes you feel like you're really, really good when, you know, there's a little bit of holes in your game. So you need to get somebody to critique it for you, tell you what's good. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about our weekly wins. I love weekly wins. Can I just say that since we added weekly wins to our segment, I feel our show, it has a better spin to it because we're not always just talking about years off in the future. We're talking about wins we're getting right now. Exactly. And also, I feel like it's a moment for us to share what we have accomplished. So make sure you drop some wins in the comments. You know, hit us up on Instagram at the Come Up Podcast. Or drop the comments on the website at thecomeuppodcast.com and let us know what your wins are. We'll share them on the podcast and you get to know what our wins are. So Courtney, take them away with your weekly win. Man, this week, it's it was a big week for me because, well, it started out poorly. I smashed my phone. Let's just say that I was in the kitchen. No, I was at the movies. The movies, I dropped my phone, screen cracked. But it was okay because you could still kind of see. It was just like looking through stained glass. And then I got home, dropped it in the kitchen again. It was finished. Couldn't click anything. Couldn't swipe anything. So, you know, I went on a technology fast for about five days. That was something that I feel like is healthy for people. But um, no one really wants to do it. So I did a little technology fast. I, I didn't have my phone with me for... A whole week, and then at the end of the week, I just caved in. I said, "You know what? It's time." And I went and bought an iPhone Seven. But something told me not to do it because they're like, "Yo, the iPhone Eight is coming out in September. So if you buy a phone now, you're gonna be upset." But I did it anyways, and I went and I got iPhone Seven. So thank you, Steve Jobs, RIP, for helping me with my weekly win. <laughs> Yo, I mean. That's crazy because I feel like whenever you lose your phone, it's almost like you lose communication with the world or something. You're really just the next door neighbor or the people that you live with. That's the really people you can communicate with at that moment. Exactly. It's like it's like when you go back back in the days, think about it. You used to have to knock on somebody's door, your best friend after school. You'd be like, yo, go home quick and uh, go on MSN because I'm going to send you a message. Nowadays, if you don't have your phone, people are sick. Cause they're like, dang, I don't even know how to. How do you do that? Like, how do we? How do we eat? We can't call somebody to eat, to order food. Like, how did we eat back in the day? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's different. I've cracked a couple phones, but I'm gonna get into my weekly win right now. I know. I just hogged that whole segment, but go ahead. Tell us about your weekly win. Hey man, it's all good. Yeah. So the weekly win for me is it's more of a personal family win. Uh, so me and my little girl. She's going to be five months soon. We had the opportunity to just kind of go on a little daddy-daughter date. And so we went to the mall, kind of walked around, grabbed a couple of things. But it was just fun because it was just me and her and we weren't at home. We weren't in, you know, a a living room or a room. We were out and about kind of just talking, mostly me, but she was talking to in her way. 
And we we're just looking at things and I was just explaining things to her. She was so interested in flowers. I'm like, okay, yeah, those are flowers. And then we started walking around in the mall and she started looking at shoes and stuff. So I kind of had to kind of, you know, move her away from that because, you know, in the future, as they always say, daddy is the uh, the bank account. So I'm just trying to keep her away a little bit away from that. But it was a good, definitely a good win for us to just have some alone time to be able to, well, not alone time, but some time to be able to spend together as a family, but just me and her so she can get used to that. So we're going to be going out having fun a lot soon, and hopefully she gets to play some sports. But that's my weekly win. Those are the big moments that uh, people often overlook, man. But yeah, man, let's get in. Let's get into bulk this, man. Let's, let's get into the weekly topic. Let's go in. So using constructive criticism, and we're going to go from both sides because uh, it's very important to know that there is constructive criticism when you're giving it is different from when you're receiving it. So it's easy to give constructive criticism because you're kind of in that position of power, whereas the other person, when they're receiving constructive criticism, they got to be humble. So we're going to start off with receiving constructive criticism because, Courtney, you know, you're a professional athlete. Um, I'm in professional sales, and we've had to receive constructive criticism to get to the level that we are at. So I'm going to hit you with this question. When was a time that you received constructive criticism or We'll say criticism or feedback where you kind of felt like you got hurt, man, um, given or received where you're receiving it. Well, I mean, I think you got to develop thick skin in the industry that that I'm in, at least. I know it's a little different than a lot of other realms in life, but in football and sports in general, you got to develop thick skin because you've got somebody who it is their job to get the absolute most out of you. So I could say like on a daily basis, if you don't have your mind in the right place, you know, there's there's a bunch of opportunities for you to be offended, right? There's a bunch of opportunities for your pride to be hurt or for you to feel like somebody's trying you. But realistically, you got to sometimes, uh, a roommate of mine in college, he told me, you got to separate the medium from the message. So if somebody's giving you a message in a form that you don't like, you got to be able to separate the way they say it from what they're trying to get across from you to help you get better. So football coaches have a thing for, you know, not sugarcoating anything because we need to get results. So, I mean, I think the time when I got some some critical feedback I might have not wanted to hear, it probably was on the football field at some point in time or another, you know, over 19 years of play, and there's been too many incidences to count. But those are the moments that you need because even your haters, uh, you know, if there was somebody who was saying something about you that you don't like and you don't like them, you know, if we're talking about off the field, they probably got some truth in what they're saying. So you got to take everybody in, listen to all of the comments, and then pick out what is good from what is bad, what you really need to hear from what can go in one ear and out the other. I think back to the time when I received some constructive criticism that really, it really hit me. I felt like somebody was going at my ego. I felt like my pride was being, uh, you know, being attacked, essentially. And it came from a coach. It came from a football coach, uh, Coach Cam, to be exact, uh, one of my Laurier football coaches. Uh, he said something to me one day and it really hit me. And what he said, I can't remember word for word, but it was almost like, he's like, Hey man, you, you, you come out here. And when you first started, you were hungry because you had something to prove. But now that you've been here and you're getting a little bit of uh, recognition and you're moving up the depth chart, you're getting comfortable. And at first I was like, like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, why are you, why are you coming at me? Like I put, I come in here and I put in work, but essentially what he was saying, and I didn't take it in at that time, but later on was you got to take this serious. There's somebody always coming for your spot. So you always got to be ready and you have to be pushing the envelope. You have to be pushing yourself to the next level. But I didn't see it at that time like that. So 
when I think of constructive criticism, I think of it as something that's actually building you up to become better. So that takes me to the next thing that I want to talk about and is why is there a negative association with criticism? Well, yo, that brings me to kind of loops it back into the first thing. I wanted to ask you um, what made that situation feel like, you know, that wasn't something you wanted to hear? Because the way you explain it to me right now, it's like, yeah, please tell me that. Like, wake me up. You know what I mean? Because from you could take it from the coach's point of view. And he's trying to reignite your fire to help you out. You know what I mean? You could take that as a diss, but then that would be because there's some truth to it. You know what I mean? If somebody came up to me and was like, man, your hair looks disgusting. Purple hair, like, that's whack. You know what I mean? I know my hair is not purple. I'm like, yo, let's just get talking about it. This is not true. That's just an extreme example to just make a point. Like, if someone calls me lazy, I'm going to laugh at them because I'm like, lazy. I wake up before you every day. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't even take it seriously. But if somebody says something about me that actually has some truth to it, then that's when I feel emotional about it. So maybe it was that you were taking your foot off the gas and you needed to hear that. Do you think there's any truth to that? Oh, there's definitely truth to that. And, you know, the 25-year-old me, uh, and I realized this uh, earlier, I realized it around, you know, closer towards the end of my career. But the 25-year-old me knows now that that was constructive criticism. But at the time, you know, the 19-year-old, 20-year-old hothead he thought of that as criticism. And so he thought anytime that somebody talks about your game, you know, they're coming at you. They're coming at your character. And I didn't realize that this was somebody that was trying to uplift me and take me to the next level. And so that's why there has to be a distinction between constructive criticism and just criticism. And I think that's why there's a ne- negative association with criticism because we don't we don't have the distinguished um, terms where constructive criticism is to build you up. And in most cases, when it's just criticism, it's usually deconstructive. It's something that is not meant to build you up. It's meant to tear you down. And, you know, there's many reasons why there would be deconstructive or destructive criticism. But I think the best way to improve the odds of getting something productive done on either end, you know, whether you're giving or receiving this constructive feedback, you have to build a relationship before it's time to deliver the bad news, right? Like, you can't just only talk to somebody when you have something negative to say, because then their relationship, that relationship is going to be built off of a negative pretense. You know, there's always going to be negative thought associated with that relationship. You're going to dread talking to that person or hearing from that person. If anything, if only things that you have to do with them are all negative. So you should be nurturing relationships of people, you know, mentors, mentees, whatever it is, you have to open up the lines of communication. And like my coach says, you have to have powerful, productive lines of communication if you ever really want to get something done. The next topic, um, which is giving constructive criticism. So, you know, Courtney, you and I, we work on a lot of projects together and there are areas where you are refined and there are areas where I'm refined, but then there's areas that we need to get better at so that we can develop this team to be a well-oiled machine. So, giving constructive criticism, what are some things that we can do to help each other as peers, but also when you're giving a constructive criticism to a teammate or somebody that's on your team that maybe you're giving them uh, instructions and they're not executing the instructions as they should be? Like I said, it's important to build relationships all along, but when it comes time to actually deliver critical feedback, I think you should always start with something positive, you know, just... Go in there and let people know, like, hey, I see you working hard. 
but this is what I need you to do. And it doesn't have to be, you know, super sugarcoated or beat around the bush, but you're more so just trying to bring their guard down, let them know, hey, I'm here. I appreciate what you're doing. I see that you're trying. In hopes of getting you towards the landmark milestone, you know, the level of production that we need you to be at, here's a tip, here's some advice from my perspective. And then that way you just kind of go in there and everybody's on the same page instead of just dropping something on them that they're not ready for. Hey, look, I need you to step it up. They could take that a million ways. Now, I've heard of this method. Um, I'm not exactly sure if I'm using the right terms to describe this methods, but it's called the hamburger uh, delivery or method. And basically, like you said, you start off with something positive, something that they did well. And then you go into something that they get that's critical. That's something that they got to fix like right away. And then you give them something that is almost like um, a nuance, something that is it's unique to them maybe, but it's something that is working for them. So maybe if they're funny, oh, I like the jokes that you uh, you use. You should use that more to relax the crowd. You know, those types of, uh, of feedback is how you give uh, constructive feedback. So basically you're starting with something positive. You're then giving them something critical that they need to work on. They're a weakness. And then you're giving them something that makes them unique at the end. So how have, have you used that technique before in the past? I mean, I see it pop up a lot. Um, coaching, teaching, often really the same. And I think a lot about teaching is is not just about the hard facts, but also in improving people's confidence to be able to continue trying to learn. So as a teacher, it's important. And you feel sometimes when people are even, you know, if you're new and somebody's kind of easing you into something, you're like, no, that's good. That's good. Just try this. You know, so you see it happen a lot, man, even if you're not the one using it, or you might do it by accident without even knowing, you know, just trying to keep people's spirit up. Because, you know, at the end of the day, once you stop taking jump shots, you stop scoring points. So as a teacher, it's not only your job to teach people what to do, but to also keep them encouraged and working towards their goals. And I think it's very important to remember that when you're giving or receiving constructive criticism, it's usually from somebody who's constructed something. When they're giving it, it's usually from someone that's constructed something. So has somebody that's going to be receiving that feedback, I think it's very important to know that you're asking somebody that's done what you're looking to do or has seen victories or, or have accomplished W's, you know, accomplish something in the industry that you're trying to get better at to seek feedback from those people. But also when you're giving constructive feedback, I think it's important that it's the feedback you're giving is to improve the position that that person is at. So it can't just be, oh, that was great or, oh, that was good. You are giving them insight on how to get better. Maybe you gave them a, a process that helped you or you gave them a book that assisted you in learning some of the skills or what they can do to achieve better results in the future. Hey, so, I mean, I feel like we really we really got into this one because this is something that affects everybody. It's not, it's not like it doesn't happen every single day, multiple times a day. So we could all relate. But what are what are some of the three things, if you had to bottle it up, three things that are going to help you use constructive criticism? All right, so I'll start it off with our three steps. And the three steps that I have is, number one, be real with yourself. So when you're receiving that constructive criticism, that critical feedback, be real with yourself. Know that you're not the best right now. And if you were the best, you would be at the top. You'd be number one. So if you're not number one, 
be real with yourself and understand that there are areas of improvement. There are places where you can get better and be open to receiving that that critical feedback and that constructive criticism. Number two is leave the emotions at the door. Whether you're giving or receiving, leave the emotions at the door. This is not about your character. This is about results, how to get better, how to improve as a person, how to improve your skills. So leave the emotions at the door. We're not, nobody's trying to attack your character. Nobody's trying to attack your pride. So again, like I said, leave the emotions at the door. And then number three, take immediate action. Whatever the critical feedback is, whatever the constructive criticism is, take action right away because it's easier to improve on a mistake when you take action right away than when you do it maybe a month from now or two months from now, three months from now. So try to take immediate action. So I'm going to bring it from the top. Be real with yourself. Leave the emotions at the door, number two. And number three, take immediate action. Courtney, take them away. Man, you you crushed that. I got three things I'm just going to add on top and hopefully fill in the blanks. So number one, I think this is huge in anything. It always comes down to communication. So my first step is build relationships. Relationship is trust and communication. You're able to get the point across to somebody with no walls up. They're going to do their best to interpret the message as you wanted it to be understood. So when you're on the same page with somebody, things always work better. Number two, be detailed. It's one thing for me to tell one of my players, man, just go make the play. You know, go up there and make the tackle. And then it's another thing for me to tell them, look, when the ball is in the air, I need you to try and catch the ball with your hands above your helmet. Or run in there and speed up your feet so you can gain control over your body and then step to contact instead of lunging to contact. When you give them details, you have specific targets that you can work towards so you can accomplish the goal. If I just go out there and yell and scream and say, man, just get it done. Make it happen. They're just going to get frustrated because they don't know how to get it done, obviously. And then, you know, that's not going to get anybody anywhere. So be detailed. And third, critique and congratulate equally. So you don't only want to talk to people when they're doing something bad. When somebody you know, comes through for you on your team or they do something right, you got to be as excited or as eager to get in there and pat them on the back as you would be if they were making a mistake. That's only going to build more trust and open up the lines of communications. So from the top, build relationships. Number two, be detailed. And number three, critique and congratulate equally. Man, this was... I feel like because we have the new mics, we kind of just, we just leveled up. Like, I'm not, I don't know if you're a Dragon Ball Z person, but we just went Super Saiyan. Honestly, like, I don't know if you guys can tell. Hopefully you can. But another one of our weekly wins, we just got on our first Skype episode where both of us got the studio mics. We got the monitors. Everything is really where it needs to be at for us to give you the absolute best episodes possible. So that's a weekly win. Tell us what you think. You know, let us know how you guys are doing. Give us some constructive criticism. Definitely. And if you have ideas on what you want to listen to, what you want to hear about, let us know. Let us know. And we'll definitely talk about those topics. So without further ado, we are out. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. We would appreciate if you left us a review. A link can be found in the show notes. Be honest. Do you love the come up? <laughs> Thank you.